0: Sports fix. What's up everybody? I'm so excited to be bringing Sports Fix to you at a new time this week. My name is Ben Cullen. Max Verstappen's march to a second title continued with a comfortable victory in an eventful Dutch Grand Prix. The Red Bull driver had to pass Lewis Hamilton to Mercedes after a late safety car period to take his tenth win in 15 races this year. This extends his lead to 109 points. Hamilton was left fuming after Mercedes failed to change his tyres during the caution period. That left him vulnerable and allowed teammate George Russell and Ferrari's Charles Leclerc to pass him after the restart to take the other podium places. Hamilton, who briefly had slim hopes of a victory with about 20 laps to go, saw them evaporate in a situation remarkably similar to the way in which he lost his eighth world title in Abu Dhabi last year. Rising welterweight star Habsat Shamayev puts his unbeaten record on the line against professional plan disruptor Nathan Diaz at UFC 279 this weekend. This is for sure a wildly intriguing five-round main event clash which closes out the show. Undefeated in 11 professional fights and entering off a crucial, unanimous decision win over Gilbert Burns in April, Shumayev now gets the opportunity to headline an event and potentially compete over five rounds for the first time. Who have you got to win the bout? Send us a DM on Instagram. You can find us at Common Room Radio. Interestingly, ahead of the final bout of his UFC contract, Nate Diaz has announced a new venture tied to the fight game. Diaz, who is without doubt one of the most popular names in MMA, is set to launch his own combat sports promotion, Real Fight Inc, which plans to host MMA, boxing and jiu-jitsu events. Rafael Nadal says he does not know when he will play again after losing in the US Open fourth round. The 36-year-old Spaniard whose wife is pregnant was beaten in four sets on Monday. I need to go back I need to fix things, life. Then I don't know when I'm going to come back. I'm going to try be ready mentally. When I feel that, I will be ready to compete again. I will be there." The loss to the 22nd seed was Nadal's first defeat in a Grand Slam this year. The US Open, which he was bidding to win for a fifth time, was only the second tournament he had played since pulling out of the Wimbledon semi-finals with an ab injury. I'm super happy to be welcoming Matthew Marsh to the show this week. He joins us via Zoom. All right, for the regular listeners of the show, you'll know that I talk about F1 a lot in my roundups, and it is often my hottest ticket in the world as well. It's that time in the season where I talk to my good friend, Matthew Marsh, to get his insights. He's worked on an array of F1 shows and is now the host and brains behind the Go F1 show, which I highly recommend you check out. Matthew, how are you, mate?
1: It's a, well, fantastic introduction. Thank you very much, Ben. It's great to to be with you again. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about Formula One and to talk with you, which is the greater pleasure.
0: You're too kind, you are too kind. How is life in Singapore right now?
1: Well, obviously it's not a patch on Hong Kong. Um, But, you know, we have to make do. And the the advantage, without wishing to rub any salt into wounds, is I've been able to travel. So I have been to a Formula One race now this year, the first time in two years. I went to Spa-Francorchamps for the Belgian Grand Prix. And uh, it was, of course, great to be on site, to catch up with, you know, the many people that I know there, some of which might call me their friends, Uh, and to really get under the skin of a lot of it and to have those conversations that people will have with you face-to-face, kind of around the back of a motorhome and you get some intelligence and information that, you know, otherwise perhaps you wouldn't get.
0: Got it. Well, why don't we start there? Why don't you talk us through what a a Formula One experience is like? I'm yet to go. It is absolutely on the list of things to do in the next couple of years.
1: Well, you know, the first thing to say is if you want to go to a Formula One race, you need to book your ticket now because the, the theme of this season has been sold out. And it's a really big issue. You know, we've got the region now really has only one race in Singapore, obviously at the end of this month, September and the Australian Grand Prix earlier in the year, both of those are sold out hospitality for the Singapore Grand Prix is very sold out. And the same has happened with, with the various races in Europe and, you know, big queues getting to the racetrack and so on. So that's the mold. That's the biggest theme. Um, the other thing I think from a fan's perspective is that it's gone from being when I was a kid, you know, until a few years ago, um, a motor racing event or motor race to being an event there's all sorts of things going on you can really have a good time i think around the track um plenty of the fan zone I, I saw at spa was much bigger and better than it had ever been before at spa certain races like the japanese grand prix and suzuka which i realized i missed out when i was listing the races in europe in asia so apologies to japan for that um that one's always been a mega fan zone and i actually for those in hong kong thinking of going to a grand prix i would put the japanese grand prix high up on the on the list so um my system at a grand prix is different to fans because i'm working and so you know i, I would maybe go in earlier because i might not have been out the night before because i'm not on sure. a holiday i try to avoid the traffic um i'm leaving a bit later perhaps as well um i've got things to do around ver- you know the, the sessions and so on and i'm and i'm really trying to do is i'm trying to speak to people so actually at spa i didn't get to watch much of the action because most of my time was spent catching up with people and talking about things but i have to say that watching cars go out onto track for the first time in over two years was quite emotional and that's not a surprise because they are fantastic machines you know almost a thousand horsepower which is what four or five times what a regular road car would have yeah. and so yeah that's it so i highly recommend it and um Singapore Grand Prix end of this month, J- Japan a week later, or Australia next year are your next best
0: opportunities. I can't wait. I better, I better get booking then. You should. So um, I never really know where to start. I'm curious as to how you think this season is is going to perhaps how you thought it would go if I was if we were to have this conversation before the season.
1: Well, if, we, if we'd if had it after the testing, but before the season, so when yeah. the cars started to show their hands, if you like, We would have said, and certainly if we'd had this conversation after two or three races, we'd have said, wow, this looks like a really good fight again between two teams. But this time, Red Bull Racing and Ferrari. We might have also thought that Mercedes was going to be very strong. I certainly thought the minute I saw that new Mercedes, that is a really fast car. It's also the most beautiful Formula One car I've seen in a long time. It's been very difficult to get right so, uh, so to answer your question, we've got, we, we thought we were going to have this great battle between Red Bull and Ferrari, and in particular, Max Verstappen and probably Charles Leclerc and maybe also his teammate Carlos Sainz, who's a pretty close match. And we thought that the Mercedes would be there as well, and it would be a three way fight. It's become a two way fight. And Max Verstappen now has, after 15 rounds, after the Dutch Grand Prix, 109 points advantage, not just 109 points. He's got 109 points. Advantage with seven races to go which means two things one is he's likely to wrap up the title relatively soon probably next month maybe at the Japanese Grand Prix or maybe at Austin the US Grand Prix and he might break the record for 13 victories in a season which is held at the moment by Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel and I should put an asterisk on that and say those were when seasons weren't 22 races long which of course makes it much easier to break a record of that type
0: yeah 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 okay so i want to move on quickly to ferrari because they have looked fantastic as well but they keep shooting themselves in the foot can you explain perhaps why and how that's happened
1: <laughs> well if i could explain why they keep shooting themselves in the foot i could probably sell that information to them correct although you have to, i have to say that you they'd have to be receiving that now On the basis that I have, a, as you kindly mentioned, I have an online TV show called The Go F1 Show. And in the course of production, we we communicate with all of the teams in Formula One. Well, nine of them, because the 10th team, I certainly do send them emails and text messages, but I never get anything back from Ferrari. And, you know, we're only a small fly or fish or whatever the word is. But on the basis that the reigning champions mercedes and the reigning drivers champions team red bull racing and every other team in between are able to reply even if it's to say we're a bit busy right now we'll come back to you in a few weeks they've all been very gracious and very helpful apart from ferrari so i don't know whether it's anything to do with communication in the team and i'm being obviously slightly tongue-in-cheek but only slightly because when i speak to people who've worked at the team and i had an interview for the go f1 show earlier this year about a month ago actually with alberto antonini who is their former press officer at Ferrari? And it wasn't—it wasn't a hatchet job at all on the Scuderia, because I'm a massive fan, and when they do well, it's good for the sport, you know. And I'm part of that ecosystem. But when I spoke to him about Ferrari, that was what he came up with as the answer to the question you asked, which is why are they having these problems? Which is that communication internally isn't as fluid as it should be. So what we've seen a lot this year is strategic errors. They famously changed onto the hard tires at a race two or three races ago when you know everybody knew the hard tire wasn't going to work and what the conversation with Alberto suggested to me was there's lots of people who have opinions but how that filters into a decision is not is not efficient and so you end up with and we saw at the Dutch Grand Prix at the weekend Carlos Sainz came into the pits on lap 15 to change from soft tyres to medium tyres, something which everybody who was watching the race could have predicted he was going to be doing, as in changing to medium tyres, right? It was pretty obvious. Yeah. And yet, when his car arrived at the pit box, there were only three tyres available. And, of course, we know that the car needs four. Now, the answer to the question, how did that happen, when Matteo Bonotto was asked, he's the team principal, was we made the decision too late. We communicated the decision too late. The team didn't have a time to get the tyres out of the oven where they're preheated to the car. That would, that's just kind of unforgivable, but let's forgive them and let's say, why is that happening? Was it that when the engineers made the decision, right, we're doing the pit stop now, the mechanics weren't able to say, stop, nope, can't do it. Which other teams have that system of saying, sorry, buddy, too late. Too late, yeah. Or what, we don't know, but that is, and it's very disappointing, Ben, because they've made a really good racing car. Let's talk about the positives of Ferrari. Fantastic racing car that also looks good, very fast had some reliability issues but it's been mostly very very fast i mean they they were only two one thousandths of a second in charlotte Leclerc, two one thousandths of a second off pole position of max verstappen it's a fast car
0: right yeah yeah yeah.
1: and i think he's had charles has had he's been on the front row seven times but he's only won four races i think it is this year three races this year yeah it's a very fast car but they're just not getting it right and it's a shame the other positive is they've got a really good driver lineup in Charles Leclerc, who's fast, occasionally fragile, and Carlos Sainz, who's getting you know, getting better and better and is a pretty close match now to Charles. And I have to say, I think Mattia Bonato is a good person, number one. He doesn't throw people under the bus in his organization, which is something that Ferrari is often accused of, but there's no evidence for that in the current regime. I think he communicates really well. I think he's put together probably a really good structure and it's taking time to shake out. I think they should definitely give it more time. It's too easy to jump on the criticising Ferrari bandwagon because it's true. Carlos Sainz said this earlier this year. Whenever we make a mistake, everybody talks about it for weeks.
0: Thank you, Matthew. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. There's no Serena and there'll be no Nadal, but there will be two cracking finals this weekend. The US Open is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Make sure you get that locked into the diary I'll be back same time, same place next week for your Sports Fix.